grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from St. Luke, the 20th chapter. And those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore, because they are like the angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. Dear friends of Christ, in our text, Jesus says that we are sons of the resurrection or children of the resurrection. And that Greek word for resurrection is a combination of two English words. Resurrection is literally stand again. And <laughs> that's incredible. Resurrection means to stand again. Do you know when they bury you in the ground, they put you in a casket and they put you in a laying position and then they cross your arms, it looks like you're sleeping. And the Bible says that that body will stand again. The resurrection. And, and when, of course, that's going to happen when Christ returns and uh, there's a resurrection. He's going to make a new earth and then he's going to put us on that new earth to stand again. Children of the promise. We're children of the promise. We're children, children of the resurrection. And, of course, last week, and we live that way with knowledge. We have that knowledge every single day, that hope that lives in us. We are children of the resurrection. It makes a difference who we are. You know, last week we talked about, uh, it was All Saints Sunday last week, but we had Lutheran family service in here, so we kind of focused on that. Today I want to talk about the saints triumphant again. And, and I want to focus on that. So I want you to think about the people in your life that you've lost, the people of faith, the people who have gone before us into heaven. Their souls are now with the Lord. They're waiting for Christ to return and for their bodies and souls to be reunited. They're waiting for the resurrection. They're waiting to stand again. And of course, we too are. 1 Thessalonians tells us what will happen after Christ returns. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. So let's consider our theme, the saints triumphant. You know, unfortunately, many people don't believe in the resurrection. There are a lot of people who don't believe that the dead will stand again. Because dead people, well, they're dead. Being dead, they're not alive. And being not alive, they won't stand again. And many people believe that. It was certainly true of the Sadducees in Jesus' day. These were religious men, but they did not believe in the resurrection. These were believers, or supposed believers, who didn't believe that the dead in Christ would live forever. There are Christians who believe that today. Some Christian churches that believe that there's no resurrection. And it's incredible that these, these Sadducees laughed at Jesus when he talked about things like that. And they would, they would mock him. They'd mock his teachings about the resurrection of all flesh. And so our text says, some of the Sadducees who say that there is no resurrection came to Jesus with a question about what? Of course, about the resurrection. Because they didn't believe in it and they wanted to hear Jesus give a silly answer. Let's ask Jesus about the resurrection. Let's see how stupid he can sound, right? And they were, they were all excited about that. A joke goes like this. The, they were Sadducees. 
They were sad, you see, because they had no hope of the resurrection in their heart. Well, they considered the first five books of Moses to be more authoritative than the rest of the Old Testament. Matthew, Mar or Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Get the right testament, right? Those are the book of Moses, the, first, the Pentateuch, the first five books. More authoritative than the rest of the Old Testament. And so when the rest of the Old Testament talked about the resurrection, they didn't believe it because it's not mentioned in the first five books. And so they dismissed the words found in uh, Job, for example, or in the Psalms, or in Daniel, or anywhere else uh, that express the hope that we have in the resurrection. For example, Job expressed his hope. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last day he will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my own flesh will I see God, I and not another, how my heart yearns within me. You know, Daniel prophesied about the end times, and he wrote, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of death will wake up, some to everlasting life, some will wake up to everlasting shame and contempt. And so Daniel believed that there would be a resurrection of all flesh, believers and unbelievers, that one day will stand up. Now, the Sadducees, however, didn't, didn't believe the words of Job or because they, again, they thought the words of Moses more authoritative uh, and those the other books are inferior. And so they didn't believe in this resurrection and they dismissed all of that. It's kind of like people today who think that the red letter words, you know, you go to the Bible and, and the red letter words, the words of Jesus, and they say, oh, those are the most, most important words of the Bible because those are the words of Jesus. Well, it sounds pious and it sounds all good, but the whole Bible is the word of Jesus. One word isn't better than another just because they're spoken by Jesus himself. The whole word, the, the whole book is God's word. So you can see the Sadducees are coming to this whole thing with kind of smirk on their face. Or, you know, it's like they, they've got something up their sleeve. They know something Jesus doesn't know. They're about to set a trap for him. And... Uh, with a trick question about this bodily resurrection. And, and you can hear, you can almost hear them chuckling underneath their breath, right? <laughs> yes. We know what's going to happen here. Teacher, they said. Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and, and leaves behind a wife who doesn't have any children, that man must bear, marry the widow and then have children for his brother. And this was true. This was an Old Testament law. It was the way that, that God took care of widows. Um, and if, if, the, if the husband had, uh, the, the, the wife didn't have, had no children to carry the inheritance on, that's what they would do. They, the, the, the widowed wife would marry the younger brother who would then you know, bear her children and, and have a family. That was by Old Testament law, to take care of people. Take care of people. Now, the Sadducees thought they had Jesus trapped here, and they asked Jesus, so give us, we got a scenario for you, Jesus, about the resurrection, okay? Here's a scenario. Now there were seven brothers. Now this isn't true, right? It's just a, just suppose. There's a guy, there, there, there's a guy, they, they have, there are seven brothers. The first one married a woman, and then he died childless. The second one then married her, and the third married her. And in the same way, 
All the other seven married her, and they all died. Well, <laughs> one woman married seven brothers, and they all died. You know, I, that's one dangerous woman. You know, I, I, if, listen, if I'm the fourth guy to marry that woman, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I'm not sure this is a wise decision for my health. But by the time you're the fifth, sixth, and seventh guy, you know, what in the world are they thinking, right? But finally, the woman dies. And the Sadducees love this scenario. They just, they, they, they love what this, this, they were smirking, they enjoying this, how foolish Jesus is about to look, how silly, talking about the resurrection. And, and that, so they asked, now, then, <laughs> at the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Now, what do people think about the resurrection in our day? And they think about all kinds of things. Do people think our bodies die and then go into the grave and our bodies are eaten by worms? And then that's it? That's what some believe. Kind of morbid. We die, our bodies are eaten by worms, we turn back to dust. But that's not how things are for the children of the resurrection. We are children of the resurrection. And because of this, we love hearing Jesus' answer that he had for the Sadducees. He said, the people of this age marry. The people of this earth marry, and they're given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age of the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. You see, in this life, God has given us the blessings of marriage. And, and marriage is a blessing because husband and wife can come together and have children and have families. And that's the way God takes care of us, that, you know, children have parents, and parents raise their children, and, and we share all the blessings of, of things, things growing, and stay there. And uh, so, so we have, we have the, all the blessings, and, and, and even Adam and Eve, when Adam finally got to see Eve, he saw, look, it's bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. I'm excited about this woman. We're going to have family together. And, and so, however, on God's new earth, on the new creation, there, we're not going to be given in marriage or taken in marriage. There's not going to be husbands or wives. There's, no going, to, there's no, going to be no procreation. No more babies. No more marriages. Everyone will be family. Everyone will be family. And everyone we meet will have the most perfect relationship a relationship that you've never even known on earth with anyone much less your own spouse or your family members everyone will be close to us will will understand everybody with a great love and they'll understand us with a great love i want you to think about all the happy times that god has blessed you with your family think of all those christmases opening presents birthdays weddings baptisms graduations, all those times you shared with your family. Put all those blessings together, pack them all together, and they pale in comparison with the relationships we're going to have with each other in the kingdom of heaven, where we will share in our bodily resurrection for all eternity. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind can even conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. 
he can't even fathom it. And Jesus said this in our text, those who are considered worthy will receive this. Those who are considered worthy will receive this. So I have a question for you regarding you being a child of the resurrection. Are you worthy? Are you worthy of the resurrection? Are you worthy to stand again? And how do you know? How do you know you're going to stand again? How do you know you're going to be considered worthy to stand in that day, in that age? Isaiah wrote, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Listen, my friends, we're children of the resurrection. We are not worthy of that title. The only reason why we're children of the resurrection is because God has made us worthy. No, we're sinful. We're rebellious. But God has the power by the blood of His Son to wash away our sins. There is power in that blood. Because that blood is the power of it's God's blood, and God's blood makes us worthy to be adopted. You're adopted into God's family by blood. You're adopted as children into God's family by the blood of Christ, children of the resurrection. And that, that knowledge fills us. That knowledge gives us hope. That knowledge gives us certainty in the promises that are eternal with God. I want you to think about a time that you lost a loved one, right? A loved one who died in the faith. So think about that. That person very dear to you. You know, grieving people, they're always searching for something, especially when the grief is fresh. Then they feel lost. Understandably so. Sometimes when we have a recent loss, we don't even know how to function. These grieving people, they don't know what to do. Should they shower that day? Should they eat? Should they get up? Should they get dressed? They, their lives are truly lost. Death makes everything confusing. And if you understand that, I'm sorry for you. After a recent death, we just want to see our loved ones again. We want to hear their voice. We want to look into their eyes. We want to be with them. But that can't happen because they're with the Lord. And so oftentimes, sometimes, you think, I want to be with the Lord. I want to die too. So that I can be with them. And yet I don't want to leave this earth. And so we're torn. I want to be with them, but I don't want to leave here. And our souls are... are our very souls are ripped because of this, this problem, this duality in us. And because of our grief, we don't know how to feel. We want to see them. We want our old lives back. We just want it back to the way it was. We just want to talk to them again. I want to, when I'm sad, I want, I want to share my sadness with them. When I am happy, I want to hear their laughter. Death takes all that away. And we know God is in control of all things. Somehow that's not enough. We need more. We need something more. Yes, God is in control. But we need to know, we need the assurance 
that we will be with them for all eternity. We need the assurance that this separation that we're feeling is temporary. We need to know the promise that we are children of a resurrection. And we look to God for comfort and He promises life. He promises that we will stand again. We are people who will stand again. As children of the resurrection, your hope is in Christ alone. It's found nowhere else. You know, the sin of this world was placed upon Jesus on the cross, and He bore all of that for you so that we would. He died, He bore our sin, went into the tomb, and stood again. And He stood again so that one day we will, you see. That's why He did it. So that we would stand. Romans 4 tells us that Jesus was delivered over to death for our sin and was raised to life for our justification so we would be declared worthy. That we would be declared worthy of rising and standing again. So I ask you once again, will you be considered worthy to stand on that day? Is God going to consider you worthy to stand on the day of resurrection? And people say, well, I sure hope so. How am I possibly supposed to know? Well, there's a promise. God gave you a promise. God gave you a son. God gave you a savior. You believe in him. You have life in his name. And you can be confident. God's not going to back out on his promise. You can be confident you are going to stand again. Because you're children of the resurrection. And you're going to stand again with your family. You're going to stand again with your friends in the faith. You're going, to, you're going to look at them in the eye. You're going to laugh with them again. You're going to hear their voice. And that's the guarantee. You can trust in that guarantee. The word trust is faith. Because God has made it. Jesus died that we might live, you see. So that's why we can sing this hymn with great confidence. Blessed are the saints of God. They are bought with Christ's own blood. With them numbered may we be here and in eternity. And in Jesus, because of Jesus, we can sing, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. And of course, the resurrection, standing up again, puts a whole different concept to the hymn, stand up, stand up for Jesus, the strife will not be long, this day the din of battle, the next the victor's song, the soldiers overcoming, their crown of life shall see. And with the King of glory shall reign eternally. Stand up again. Stand up for Jesus. And we will, you see. Don't you see? We, we stand up. We will stand up because we're children of the resurrection. So I want you to think about that loved one who died. That loved one who died in the faith, trusting in Jesus. I want you to think about the children of the resurrection. On that final day, in the resurrection of all flesh, when Christ Jesus appears, their bodies will rise again, and so will ours. And with them, we will be raised into that eternal hope 
that lives in us every day. And that hope gives us joy. That hope is our reality. That hope is our comfort. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.